Earthlings, welcome to a place of magic, conspiracy, and mystery looking for answers, oddities, and the strangeness of this world. These are the Amalgamated. Um, I am still the boy wonderful Ian Wallace, and I am joined by your friendly neighborhood Shelby Croto, and also the lovely Jordan Lynn Epperson. And um, we are your Amalga Files team, your uh, guides to the strange, unknown, mysterious, and uh, questions that we all have. Um, this show's topics, we are, we are on our Indiana Jones tip. We are looking and talking and discussing lost relics and artifacts. Um, on this archeological journey, we are going to be going over a couple of awesome topics. Um, stay tuned, and if you have any uh, questions, concerns, anything you want to share, feel free to call in. That number is 443-365-1340. Um, Again, the call-in number is 443-365-1340. We'll connect you directly to your hosts here at Amalga Files, and we can chop it up. Ladies, welcome back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, go team! <laughs> well, obviously, Shelby's really excited to be here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, welcome back, ladies. Um, our last show. Uh, what was our last show? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, <laughs> I guess you guys... Uh, what's it? What's it? Yes, it was. Right. Yes. Secret societies. Secret societies. The Illuminati. I kept, I, kept going to, I kept going to cults, and I was like, I know that's not it. No, that was probably <laughs> one of our favorites, though. I was like, yeah. Something similar, but No, not. it was uh, Secret <laughs> Societies, uh, the Rosicrucians, the Rothschilds, the Illuminati, all that good stuff. Um, great show. If you have not gotten a chance um, to listen, you can go to the Dorkening Network or iTunes or... Google Play or Apple Music, whatever you got. Um, we are available everywhere. Uh, you can also catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at amalgamania.com. Um, or you can call us up and we can chew the fat directly over via the phone line or in Facebook uh, Messenger as well. Um, you can Skype us. You can do whatever you need to do. Send a carrier pigeon with a little note tied to its uh, beak. Whatever you got. We are here we'll get for you. Up. Yeah, we'll get you. Yeah, we'll get you together. We'll get you in here. Um, we'll, we'll send smoke signals, like yeah, whatever we, we need smoke to do. Signals, whatever, whatever you got to do. Hieroglyphs, whatever we need to do to make it work. As far as communication, we will make it work. Um. So, ladies, ancient relics and artifacts. This is actually. I'm starting to realize I'm going to be like Tony Stark smart by the time we're done with this season of uh, Malga Files. Like I've learned so. <laughs> much like i just feel like i know everything like people talk to me about random stuff and i'm like well you know the uh actual sea level between uh the peak and the base of the mouth they're like what the hell what, what happened to you you're an almanac and i'm like yeah jordan <laughs> we just have all this random knowledge now <laughs> yeah i just know a lot of stuff now so sorry so but i think that's an awesome welcome, side effect welcome to that. my life all the time yeah this is yeah i know this is pretty much you you're you're like the uh research almanac but um i, I find it's a, a pretty I mean, awesome this side is, effect. This, is what I, this is what i do for fun at home like yeah, i'll no, be sitting there and i'll be like hey, you know what I think I'm going to look up how this is done. And you know what? It doesn't sound like it to be, like, compared to roller skating. 
researching and learning doesn't really sound like, you know, an activity you want to do, but it really is. Like, it's an awesome side effect. It, as, long as, as long as it's a topic that you are interested in. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's important. Yep, yep, the, you're right. The sky's the limit. I mean, there, there are definitely topics that I'm not into. Right. And for me for me to have to do research on them would be like pulling teeth. But, yeah. you know, if it's something that I'm sitting there and have the mind to get into, yeah, I can I can sit there for hours and look up stuff. So that's what you get on Amalga Files, proper research. And uh, we look into our topics. We get the facts. We uh, even... Once in a blue, take in a uh, expert from the phone lines and um, add some people's in. So if you are an expert and want to uh, give us your opinion, please again call, email, fax, whatever you got to do as far as communication. We are here for you. Um, artifacts and relics, ladies. I have questions. You know, I got questions. We sometimes have answers. You do sometimes have answers. <laughs> I, I just need to make a shirt that says that for us, Ian. You're like, yeah, I have it really questions. Does. No, no, you know what? When I come down there, when I come down to visit, um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to wear, like, I have questions, I have answers t shirts. We sometimes <laughs> yeah. have answers. Yeah, we sometimes have answers. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to wear them. We're going to have to wear them so everyone knows. Yes. Um, yes. My questions, ladies. Um, the most interesting lost or once lost artifact or relic, um, in your opinion, the one that you find the most interesting doesn't have to be like number one ranked across uh, all of relics and, uh, you know, artifacts. Just your personal opinion, something that you've always been interested in um, and find the most interesting. So let's start with Jordan and let's go to Shelby. Um, one of the things that I found pretty interesting was that, um, and this isn't just for, you know, the Catholic, Christian, that kind of religion, religious relics, but like, I mean, we've got Buddha, we've got, you know, other, other religions also. How many, um, how many religious relics there are that are body parts? Um, I mean, I was looking at this one list, and just on this one list that had, like, I don't know, 15 items, there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 out of the 15 items on this list were somebody's body parts that had been preserved and were now considered a religious relic. Anything from the person's entire body to a tooth to a tongue uh, to a heart. I mean, it, it was oh, and you know, you, you know which one I'm. I'm also gonna have to. Yes, <laughs> of course. We uh might as well go ahead and uh roll out the red With carpet. With that one out of the way, uh, <laughs> the uh, the holy foreskin. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, she said foreskin. She said it. She went there. Supposedly, Jesus's circumcised foreskin. That was a big holy relic for a while. It 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 disappeared in 1980. Nobody knows where it's at since then. But yeah, the the holy foreskin. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna circle back around to that whole it's missing thing. We're gonna we're just gonna smoothly go ahead and go over that like it didn't happen, but we're gonna circle back. <laughs> just just gonna pretend that never happened. Yeah, just never, erase never, it never from happened. my mind. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Didn't happen. 
Exactly. Uh, but of the in-depth ones that I did, uh, probably the Veil of Veronica, I, I found most interesting of the, nice. the ones that I really researched. Right, right. Okay. Shelby? So... I've realized after doing this type of research that I obviously had no idea what the Holy Grail actually was, because my only knowledge was from Monty Python, and clearly, <laughs> they, <laughs> clearly do, they, do they were nerds. Is, do you realize that is what kind of makes you awesome, though? Like, is it? Yeah, I think I think that, that, that's, that's how I get all my information is from Mon yeah. Monty Python. <laughs> nope, that definitely puts you in the awesome column. But, I mean, I've always been fascinated with it. And, I mean, I didn't realize that it actually was supposed to be the cup that Jesus drank from. I, like, I always heard that it was supposed to be, like, the cup of life that you drank from it and you got, like, f eternal life. And I'm like, oh. So, I guess in different types of lures, it's something different. Obviously, the Christians are like, oh, it was the cup of Jesus. But then, like, in more medieval times, obviously... Uh, during like the King Arthur period, they were like, oh, if you find it and drink from it, you will live forever type of thing. So I, I thought that was interesting. And I also like had tried to look for more like non-religious type relics and stuff. And one of the things I thought was interesting was a lost library of Moscow, which to me, I'm just like, I understand losing like jewelry in a cup. How can you lose an entire library? And I'm like, because it was a fairly large, vast collection. And I'm just like, how do you lose, like, an entire facility? Like, that, I, I just couldn't comprehend that. It just disappeared. Poof. Gone. Just what? poof. No longer there. That is, that is actually very interesting. A whole damn library just went missing? Yeah, just the entire thing went missing, and they don't know where it went. Okay. Sorcerers. The sorcerers were just like, no, we don't need this anymore. Y'all yeah, can't have it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was the wizard. Gone. <laughs> um, for me, I, I, you know, I, and this is a bit of a bit of uh, personal information for our listeners about me. Um, growing up as a kid, most mostly everyone had their thing they wanted to be. Right? Like it's just every kid has something they want to be when they're a kid. I want to be a cop, I want to be a doctor, I want to be an Indian chief, I want to be, you know, whatever. Um, I always wanted to be an archaeologist. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to be Indiana Jones? Well, exactly. And that's, that is that very was, true. That was a lot of... Um, that was a lot of what it was for me was Indiana Jones and not only Indiana Jones, um, like he, he, he made it the thing to do. Like he made it like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. Let me get my hat. Let me get my whip. Give me a pistol. And I am going to find the lost Ark of the Covenant. Like, all right. Mark. Did you want to be Lara Croft? No, I did not want to be Lara Croft. <laughs> I would not look good in her shorts. Mostly. I would love to be Lara Croft. Um, but I did want to be Indiana Jones and a dinosaur. I was a, I was a dinosaur freak when I was a kid. I, I loved dinosaurs. I knew they were real. I, I wanted one as a pet. I loved everything about them. I thought that they were awesome. And that was what really did it was I wanted to go find dinosaur bones. Like I wanted to go dig somewhere. That's on my bucket list. I am going. You, you say that, you say that in past tense, like you weren't the one who like a month ago was talking about turning people into dinosaurs. Listen, okay. Why are you going to bring up this guy? <laughs> okay. Like that was, that was like last week, you know, you know I think. <laughs> 
Was that last week? It could have been a couple of days ago. Listen, the point was, is like, more dinosaurs, less people is not a bad thing. Okay? Jurassic Park, well, I mean, maybe in Jurassic Park because they eat, you know, they eat people, but that's not really important right now. Let's just, you know, the dinosaurs are good. That's it. We're just going to leave it there. Um, <laughs> no, but I was a huge dinosaur fan. I, I, well, I still am a huge dinosaur fan, but I was then, and uh, that was my thing. I wanted to be an archaeologist. So for me, all these things are like, this is this is the candy shop for me. Like, I love talking about it. I love um, discussing it, learning about it. So anything you got that is lost or has any kind of mystery to it or, you know, men and women haven't found it, um, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I'm all about it. Let's do it. Um, so, but one of the more, um, and it's because it's something that's always been um, talked about and also uh, growing up in a very religious uh, family, um, Noah's Ark was always something as a, as an adult, I was very intrigued about and I wanted, um, you know, more proof about where it was. And I, 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 I hear that they hear, hear tell that they found what could be pieces of it and, um, one of its uh, resting places, and that's always been a, a get for me. I've always wanted to know more about um, Ark, uh, Noah's Ark and where it is, and it's just interesting because if they can prove it exists, it proves a lot, you know, um, like a lot, a lot. So uh, that's awesome. Um, my second question to you ladies is, all right, I am giving you $10 million a piece, all of the manpower, all of the gear you need to go on an archaeological artifact relic hunt. What, which of these relics and or uh, artifacts would you go after? Uh, of the ones we've talked about or other ones we haven't mentioned yet, um, what's your go-to? Which, which relic are you going after first? Um, we'll go in reverse this time. We'll start with Shelby and then go to Jordan. Oh man. Um, so I mean, another one that comes to my mind, it's another room that went missing. So except this time it was in Germany, it's called the Amber Room. Ooh. And it, it was considered one of the eighth wonders of the world because it was an entire room completely decked out in jewels. The walls were made of amber and gold. And during World War II, they decided they needed to hide this from the German army. So they hid it behind wallpaper. And then obviously when the war came to a close, they tried to take the walls in pieces. And I guess now, like, uh, where it was shipped was is now a part of Russia. And for a while they said it was installed in a museum, but then now they believe it was either destroyed or it's still hidden somewhere. Mm. And I, I just think that's so interesting, an entire room made of gold that could just be hiding behind someone's wallpaper right now. And you could pay me back my $10 million once you found it. That's true. I wouldn't even need your $10 million after that. I say go for it. Sounds like a good yes. deal. Everybody wins. I like it. I mean, I've always wanted to visit Russia, too. So oh, sounds see, like a win-win. Trifecta. Let's do it. Um, Jordan? Uh, for me, and it, and it kind of ties into one of the ones I did research on. Um, so... Hitler, okay, everybody knows who he is. Oh, of course. Well, he, um, to avoid stuff getting taken in the war, he hid a bunch of stuff underneath the, uh, 
the castle, uh, the Nuremberg Castle mm-hmm. in bunkers uh, to protect like art and uh, artifacts and stuff like that uh, from the enemy from digging them. Uh, one of the objects was the was supposedly there. Are, there are a few different uh, places that claim to have a piece of this artifact. So who knows if what he had really was the real deal? But um, the Spear of Destiny. Um, well, he hid the Spear of Destiny along with supposedly four other objects. Um, that the Allies were never able to recover. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure that you know he had the Spear of Destiny, but I would be really interested in trying to find those five objects that he supposedly had that the Allies were never able to recover. You think one of them was an Infinity Stone? Perhaps. I want Anything? all the Infinity Stones. That's that's on my list. If there were, if they were real, I'd be after them. I would know for real. Come on, let's all right. Let's go sidetrack real quick. We got it. We're nerds. We got to go comic real quick. If the Infinity Stones were real, you wouldn't try to go after them. Mm, I feel like I would um, maybe go after like one of them. Now. Hold on, wait a minute. You're both going at the same time. Say that. Oh, again. sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Shelby. Oh, I was saying I don't know if I would want to go after all of them because I feel like that is just way too much power. So I feel like out of all of them, I would want to go after the Time Stone. Just because I want to be Doctor Strange, and I feel like that would be super cool. Okay. But I would be very terrified to go after the others, especially the Soul Stone. Because I don't think I want to sacrifice someone in order to get that. Well, it doesn't have to be someone. It just has to be what you love. Well, the thing I love the most is my dogs, and I'm definitely not sacrificing them for a stone. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. is. I think the Soul Stone is the scariest of all of them. Um, Jordan, go ahead. Which one would you go after? All of the Infinity Stones, or any of them? Um, as long as I felt like they were in a relatively safe location, or at least some of them were, so that you know somebody couldn't get all of them, I think I'd be okay to leave them where they are. Yeah, no, I'm Thanos. I'm going. I'm getting all of them. Of course, you would be. I'm a collector. <laughs> That's what I do. Anybody watch Show and Tell before? I I collect stuff. <laughs> Do you really need that infinite power? Yes, I really do. <laughs> are you, I mean, are you the collector? No, I'm not. Oh. That guy. Well, kind of. I am that guy. But no. I was, <laughs> was going to say, you <laughs> Yes, I guess I am, but not and, really. And beta, ray, and beta Ray Bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, if you get all the stones, you'll never have to wait in a line again because you can just never. snap and the line disappears. Yeah, you know, I would. I don't know. I, I see, the thing is, it's, and I've, I've, I've had this uh, discussion um, on different venues about ultimate power. And, and just you think about those different, I mean, bringing it back to our topic, you think about some of the power behind these relics or what some of these relics could hold as far as um, just the fact that they exist and what that could mean. And um, it's it's a heady tonic. I'm sorry. Like I could sit here and be like, ah, oh, whatever. I don't, I don't want to be God, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of do. I would love to like uh, be his intern for like a week. I don't even have to be God. Just like let me hold on to the Infinity Stones for a couple weeks, and like Thanos, I'll retire to a nice uh, 
planet that's all farmland and, you know, with my messed up arm and call it a night. You know what I mean? Like that. that I was going to say, as long as no one comes to kill you. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, people are. I mean, spoiler there's probably alert. Some people tra- there's probably some people <laughs> coming to kill me now. Like, it's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that part's fine. It's, that, that's business as usual. No, but the um, being, you know, having ultimate power and being the person who decides what happens to the entire universe, that's, it's a heady tonic. And it's always been something uh, I've thought about at the very least, but it's just interesting that we tie that in because it's, it was kind of an artifactual or an artifact kind of uh, dig and find the entire Avengers story was about, about finding those stones and um, stopping the person who had them. So that was kind of awesome. Um, my last question. <laughs> and uh, shout out to the Madam President Taryn Barber for uh, being the inspiration behind this one for uh, letting us know that Rasputin's penis is um, in uh, <laughs> Ladies, 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 come on, it's just a P word. Come on, give me a break. Well, I mean, I already brought up Jesus's foreskin, you so. Can't say it like, okay, can you just, listen, hold on, no, <laughs> let me stop you right there, okay? This is a family-orientated show. Can we just call it the holy foreskin? We cannot refer, we will never refer to it again as Jesus's foreskin ever so, again in life. Never will <laughs> so that happen actually, again. actually, it's apparently called the holy prepuce. Is right, what they you know call what? it. I, you know what? I <laughs> Which I don't know if that's worse. I think we're just going to X out the third question and just move right to the commercial break. Cause it's <laughs> 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 All right, but no, no. I, I want to know what Taryn's question about. No, 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 no. Her question. No, no, it, no. It was um, no. She didn't uh, mandate this question. She just uh, was the inspiration behind it because she brought up um, Rasputin's penis being in. <laughs> in um, I think she said it was somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in Russia. Um, which yeah. I never really got a chance because we were preparing for the show, so I never really got a chance to ask her, first of all, why the hell she would know something like that. But secondly, um, why would they just, like, why was just his penis, like, what did he, never mind. Um, well, it could be, it could be like, um, uh, what was her name? I think it was St. Catherine. Uh-huh. Uh, one of, she... Uh, it, it's it's complicated what her her body part relatives because basically um, they divided up her body and sent different body parts to different places. And I I get it fanatical religion and being that so like committed so like makes Sienna, sense. Okay. So like Sienna has her head and her thumb. Uh, they sent. Uh, let's see, what was it? So I think it a rib to Florence. They sent a hand and a shoulder blade to Rome. They sent three fingers and a foot to Italy. Like there was there was no rhyme or reason to what body part got sent where. So I like believe they, the reason they divided up her dead body and sent off the parts different places to be put on display. So, so I believe the reason like that. that they that they I believe the reason that they split up body parts like that, especially for like what's supposed to be sorcerers or witches and stuff, is they separate the pieces because they believe if they were all in one place that they could be brought back from the dead. So they try to scatter them across the world so they'll never be able to come back. Well, why would you do that to a saint, though? Don't you want her oh, to come back? Okay, <laughs> like, okay, well, there's a, little someone... bit more, there's a little bit more to the St. Catherine thing. Uh, she was from Siena, but she died in Rome. Uh. And... 
Louisiana, they requested her body back for burial, and Rome basically denied the request and buried her there. Okay. Well, some of her followers were very unhappy about that fact, so they went and exhumed her body. Basically, they grave robbed. They, they stole the saint's body out of her grave. And unfortunately, they could not... Um, they could not fit her entire body into a bag, so they cut her head off and put it in the bag separately. Yeah, now you need at and least a 30-gallon to fit an entire human dead body inside. I, I don't want to know how you they, know that specific size. They somehow, they somehow managed to fit her <laughs> in this bag, but they had to decapitate her head in order to do it. Um, they got stopped at some point by guards who wanted to check the bag. And supposedly, when they opened the bag, it was full of rose petals instead of a body. Ooh. But, but mm. when they got back to Siena, the body had basically reconstituted itself from rose petals. Oh, um, wow. And so... Sounds like sorcery they, is afoot. I guess. I guess because her body was already partially cut up, they decided to just cut the rest of it up and divvy it up because Rome wanted the body back because it had been robbed out of the tomb. But Sienna insisted that they wanted her body because that's where she was from. So okay. I guess they just I guess they just kind of were like, eh, she's already been cut up. Yeah, so. might as well just finish chopping her up. Yeah. What's the harm in cutting up the rest of it? I think, but I gotta say, it's kind of strange. I mean, I I get that fanatical commitment to religion, and okay, you know, I get that. That actually kind of makes sense. Like, but I I just want to meet the guy who's like standing around in a room um, while they're circumcising a baby, and he's like, "Yo, I I need that foreskin for fanatical (laughs) religious purposes." Like, I want to, I want to meet this guy. I just want to talk to him. And find out what's on his mind. What like like how did that become like? Yeah, well, my question is, it's holy. Like, what who, was it? Baby Jesus's foreskin, people? or was he already an adult when they circumcised him? And we gotta go <laughs> to a commercial. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. I can't. I really can't. And I'm not even like a crazy, crazy religious nut or anything, but it's like, I, I just, I cannot talk about the foreskin of Jesus. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do I, it. It's a moral, it's a moral, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, grand, it's like grandparent no. sex. You just, it's just, you can't, you can't, it's just something. It's just wrong. You, yeah, you can't talk about it. You just can't. You don't know? blame me for when I Google the holy relics. The very first thing popping up being the holy force. Oh, no, 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 no. I, that Jordan. Is, that I, is the internet's fault. I will be 100 percent honest. No, no, no. I will be 100 percent honest and not blame you. I blame the guy who was standing around in the room when this was going down. Like, hey, let me get that foreskin. I blame this guy. This is the guy whose fault this well, is because it's like, a, like a lock of hair. Hey, dude, can I have your T-shirt? But like your foreskin, I'm just gonna hold on to your foreskin for holy religious purposes. What the fuck? Like, mm. Nope. No, the sir. Best part is that there are 18 churches that claims to be in possession of it. 
Like my why? question is like out of all the things all related you, to Jesus. Why do you want to be in possession of this it, piece of well, exactly. No, Out of all the different religious things they could have in their possession, why would they want the holy foreskin? See, I'm like, is, is it supposed to be like the rarest? This is why we can't talk about this because now that we're like on the topic, I'm like, are there really 18 pieces? Like, how long was this man's foreskin? <laughs> uh, I was no, just not gonna 18 say. pieces of it. They just all claim to be in possession. Okay, I thought it was, I was about to say, well, you know. Oh, God. So I'm just saying it brings a whole new meaning to the whole, you know, Jesus Christ thing. You know what I mean? When people say, so that means oh that God. at least 17 of these of these places had, you know, had a fake version of it. And there was even one. There was one woman My, who she was part of the church. I don't. I don't remember what her actual position was, but she claimed to wear an invisible holy foreskin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, n- nobody could actually see it well, of course on not. her. It's invisible, Jordan. It's invisible, okay? She claimed to wear an invisible holy foreskin. Okay, I'm going to stop you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you, and we're going to go ahead and put invisible foreskin of Jesus right up there next to Space Captain America. Oh, God. Yeah, we're so right now there. I have never even mentioned again. No, 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 no. To always be mentioned again. To remind the people. So I have people. an even more concerning question now. Oh if my God. all if so, if there's 18 people claiming to have it, and 17 are fake, where are these? Where are they getting these baby foreskins? You know no, at? stop, 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 stop. Where are they stop getting there? them? Stop right there. All right, enough <laughs> is enough. We're going to a commercial break. No more questions. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have a good rest of your night. The show's over. Oh, my God. Oh. It's a reasonable question, Ian. Yes, it is. That's why I hate it. Oh, my God. Because now I'm trying to think. Never mind. You know what? Oh. oh, my goodness. Okay. So, they are getting these foreskins from somewhere. Mm-hmm, Very interesting mm-hmm. question, Shelby. Thank um, you. To any of our listeners that might happen to know where these extra male foreskins are coming from to for religious purposes, please, by all means, don't let us know. <laughs> or please, please let us know. Or all right, let all right. us know all of the information. <laughs> yes. If, you, if In- you know where the holy foreskin is because it's been missing since 1983, let us know. This didn't used to be my life. Please. Please let us know in explicit <laughs> detail. And on that note, <laughs> we, are, we are going to go to a commercial break. Um, H- how many commercials are we having, Ian? All of them. <laughs> all of the commercials. We're having all. Um, we are obviously powered by the Dorkening Network and sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee so good it is to die for. Um, also, shout out to our Throwdown Thursday crew. And our retro redoctopus pals, um, you guys are awesome. And those are both um, podcasts you guys can check out on the Dorkening Network, as well as where all of your podcast needs are met. Um, please give our peoples a listen. Um, definitely enter- wildly entertaining. And um, you'll love a good time with uh, Patsy the Angry Nerd, um, Ashes Ray Hall on, th- on Thursday, and um, Steve, Tim, and Greg and Joe over at uh, Retro Redoctopus. Those guys are Great guys, and they have a wonderful podcast. Give them a listen. And um, drink some Deadly Grounds coffee while you do it. Because why not? You know? 
Um, so we'll be right back after this commercial break. Stay tuned. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And we are back. This is the Amalga Files. I am ridiculously embarrassed and uh, reeling from our last segment. Uh, and my co-hosts are <laughs> Shelby Croto. <laughs> uh, your friendly neighborhood, Shelby Croto, the lovely Jordan Everson. And we are the Amalga Files. A uh, place where you um, can, you know, go over all different types of topics, mysterious, wonderful, and uh, maybe lost or found um, topics and discussions. We are here for you for all of that good stuff. Um, ladies, relics, artifacts, we're talking about them. Um, we have talked about some of the more interesting ones. <laughs> and we have talked about some of the more well-known, recognized ones. Um, let's talk about the ones that we personally um, targeted to do a little bit of research on and know a little something about. I'm actually going to go over a few. Um, I'm going to do like two or three of them, but I'm, they're going to be pretty short inserts. I'm just going to talk directly about them, and if you guys want to chop it up a little bit about it, we can. Um, but I, I want to definitely get at least one from both of you. Um, let's start with Jordan. We'll go to Shelby, and then I'll, I'll do mine. You want me to do all of mine at once, or did you want me to do one, and then Shelby do one, and you do one, or what? Um, go ahead. You can go over all yours. It doesn't matter, because uh, I was going to bring up a few anyway. So I was there, I was going to bring up, like, at least three. So if you wanted to bring up your, all yours, you can. Okay. Well, we'll start with the Spear of Destiny. Uh, it's sometimes called the Holy Lance, or the Lance of Longinus. Um, or the Holy Spear. And this is the Basically, spear that was used to pierce Jesus' side while he was on the cross, correct? Yes, okay. correct. Um, it's mentioned in uh, the Gospel of John, uh, but it's not mentioned in the other three Gospels. Uh, it's in John 19, 31 through 37. Uh, according, to the gospel, uh, according to the Gospel, uh, the Romans planned to break Jesus' leg, uh, basically to make him die faster on the cross, um, but Jesus was already dead, so they didn't need to do that, but they wanted to make sure that he was dead, so a Roman soldier stabbed him in the side, um, and immediately there was a bunch of blood and water that poured out of his side. Um, for a long time, they considered the fact that it was both blood and water some kind of phenomenon, um, and even even once we learned as a society that you know they basically pierced his uh, they pierced some organs when they stabbed him, and that's what leaked out the blood and water. Right. Um, even after that, they basically chalked it up to the blood was 
symbolic of his humanity and that he was really of man and the water was a symbol of his divinity. Um, so they actually, uh, Catholics as a part of the consecration, uh, they actually add a little bit of water to the wine uh, to symbolize that. Okay. Okay. Um, there are three or four places that have claimed in the past that they have a part of it or they have the entire thing. Nobody really knows for sure which one, if any, were the real seer. Uh, uh, one of the more notable ones was that uh, as I mentioned earlier, that Hitler supposedly came to acquire it. And in all of my research, I found that he was the only one that claimed that it had some magical significance. Um, nobody else nobody else claimed anything. They, they kept it as basically a religious artifact because it did have the blood of Jesus on it at some point. But according to what Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf, um, it, it, was, it was magical. It, it had some magical powers that he didn't necessarily specify what they were, but it basically helped him to be leader. Um, and he used it as like a, uh, I don't, I don't like know. Like a conduit, what to call like it. a conduit for whatever yeah. religious properties it might hold. Yeah, and basically used it, like, pointed it out to, to people as like a, hey, you need to listen to me because I have this religious artifact and I'm using it as a conduit and it's making me more powerful. You know, when the guy who's almost ruled the world is saying that, it kind of gives it a different validity. And then he hit it and nobody's found it since the fear the that he supposedly had. Okay. Put that on my list here for things I want to look for later, just in case. You know, but there was also stones. supposedly there was supposedly one in like uh, in Rome, and there was there were two other places um, in which it's, their versions have all disappeared from their various. Places. Actually, yeah. Actually, so, when you're done with your so, um, target uh, topics, I'm gonna uh, bring that up real quick about the flip side to some of these relics. But please continue. Um, so, no matter, no matter where, which location, the four versions of the relic are, it's disappeared from each of the four different places. Um, so, no supposed sphere of destiny is actually located at this point in time. They're all missing. Okay. Um... So did you want to go ahead with what you were going to say, or did you want me oh, to go well, on to the next one? Well, no, you can go on to the next one. I was just going to—it's—it's it's, it's an overall encompassing statement about all of these different religious artifacts. Ah, okay. Um, the next one I have is the Veil of Veronica. Uh, it's sometimes called the Sudarium, uh, the Veronica, or the Volta Santo. Now, is this which, an actual piece of cloth, or is this like a person? Okay. Um, the Santo, which literally translates out to Holy Faith. There's another artifact that's named something similar, but the name's a little bit longer. 
Um, but this is basically, it's a piece of cloth that has a likeness of Christ on it um, that was not, you know, painted on. Um, now, is this the shroud that they wrapped him in? No, no. Because uh, you know about that too, right? Yes, I do know about that, but okay. this is a different article. Okay. This is, um, well, there are, two, there are two versions of it. Um, one is that St. Veronica, uh, who's from Jerusalem, she encountered Jesus on the way to Calvary, uh, and she paused to wipe sweat and blood from his face with her veil. And when she did so, it left an image of his face on the veil, which, I mean, considering that he was, you know, on a dusty road and covered in blood and sweat, I can I can definitely see how how his face could have imprinted on this cloth. All right, so this um, isn't like the magical foreskin ring. This is something that actually could be. Could be okay. Yeah, this is something that could could be you know legit. All right. Okay. Um, and I cannot believe I just she... said magical foreskin ring. <laughs> I really cannot believe I just said. I mean, well, I mean, we're nerds, so we there's been some interesting. You know, we've uh, had interesting topics. Yeah, but, weapons uh, and gadgets and stuff, but that is the first. This is like, this, yeah, that's definitely up there with Space Captain America. Yep. <laughs> um, she supposedly took the veil to the Roman Emperor Tiberius, and uh, she claimed that the veil possessed the grace of God. Um, it had the ability to quench thirst, to cure blindness, and to raise the dead. Um, there's another version. Because this instance was never recorded in any of the Gospels, but there is a um, a story in the Gospels that is kind of similar, um, and they basically chalked it up to that's what this instance was, um, and that basically was that Jesus stopped to heal a bleeding woman who they later attributed her name as Veronica, um, and she touched the hem of Jesus's garment. Uh, later in the story, they added that Jesus imprinted his image on a cloth that she used to heal Tiberius. Because um, I guess he, he had blindness, so she used the cloth to heal him. Um, Wait a minute, there was a guy in the Bible called Tiberius? He was the Roman emperor. As in James Tiberius Kirk. Yes, correct. Awesome. <laughs> um, but the public records of this uh, cloth existing, because they had it on display, um, only began in 1199. So there is some question about the validity of it. Um, there were also apparently a ton of recreations of it and copies made that were floating around everywhere. Uh, and in 1629, Pope Urban VIII ordered the destruction of all of the copies and reproductions. Um, and after that, that was, that was when all public record of it being spotted, um, but supposedly from the 14th century on, it goes everywhere that the Roman church goes. They take it with them. Okay. All right. 
Um, and then we've got, let me find it real quick. Buddha's Tooth. Justice Tooth. So, Buddha's Tooth so that we, you know, have something from me that's not just a religious Christian relic. Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, um, and it's a, it's a short one. Um, basically, in 543 B.C., uh, Buddha died, and they put him on a funeral pyre. Uh, the only thing that survived the flames was his left canine, his tooth. Okay. And a servant basically went and retrieved it. Um, See, this is now, a, this in the foreskin guy. I gotta talk to these people. Like you're standing <laughs> around, minding your business, Buddha's getting cremated, and you just what? Want to get his tooth for future religious sacrament? Like his tooth? It's actually it's actually now kept in a temple. Of course it is. Uh, the temple of the tooth. Well, that is an appropriate name for it. <laughs> in uh, in Sri Lanka. Um, and it supposedly performs miracles if somebody threatens to destroy it. It didn't specify what kind of miracles, but I would assume that it protects itself if that's the case. Um, Does it bite you? And, Never mind. You know what? Never mind. Keep going. And, and there are actually wars fought over this tooth because supposedly whoever possesses it rules the island. Well, I'd fight you over a tooth. Um, and you know, so, it came down to it. I mean, if it was well, going to give me a whole at, island, you know. I looked at pictures of it, and I, I'm not real sure what I'm even looking at, because this, there's one picture of it that it's like this ginormous thing, and there's no way it could be a real human's tooth. Like, there's just, there's just no way. Um... I mean, it, it takes up, like, half of the dude's palm. And it's standing on, like, the the root of the tooth. Okay. There's, and it takes up, like, half of the guy's palm. There's, there's no way that it's a real tooth unless there's, it's encased in something. Um, but then there's another picture of it that looks more like a, an eye to the canine. Um, and that one I can believe. It looks like it looks like a tooth, but I'm not sure why there are two different images of it. So. Okay. Shelby. Oh, sorry, Shelby. Oh wait, real quick before you start, I wanted to kind of uh, turn this discussion on its ear a little bit. We got to do our uh, Dana Scully thing. Uh, obviously, we have our multimeter and scullyometer, two different measurements of whether you believe and or need more facts about a topic. Um, on this one, uh, you know, when it comes to religious artifacts, I start out scully. I start out scully on everything because there have been so many hoaxes, so many, like there's the, the blood of Christ, there's the, you know, the, 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 the holy shroud, there's uh, spirit destiny, all of the thorns from the crown of thorns, uh, you know, and, you know, Buddhist tooth and all this other stuff like that, you know, people have no problem recreating in order to give it some, you know, and you have to be very careful, especially when you're dealing with belief and these things, because 
Um, I guess the belief is more important than the actual relic, but at the same time, there are people who will kill and steal and rob and lie and do whatever to get their hands on this stuff. So just a word to the wise about those people who create or discover these things. Um, Be careful what you're putting out there, you know what I mean? And what you're allowing for man to believe because it could definitely have consequences. Um, Shelby, you want to go ahead with your target discussion? Uh, So wait, did you want me to throw what I am up on the meter or? No, you could. I just threw that out there just as a, you know, whatever. If you guys want to uh, chew the fat about that, we can. I, I just threw it out there because I just thought it was important to also, because there are a lot of fakes. Like, Oh, yeah, for there's sure. Like, there's like 70 million different churches that have uh, a thorn from the crown of thorns. And I'm like, how big was this freaking crown? Like, how many well, thorns? Well, there are 18 churches claiming... A small piece of skin. Yeah, so. eighteen different. Yeah, foreskin. So it's like, come on, man. Like at, at some point, and then like, how many people have given a tenth of their income to the church based off of something that's not real? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, you know whether you believe in God or don't. Those are those, that, that's a completely different topic and something else. Um, but to tell someone, hey, look, come to this church because we have a, a thorn from, and mm-hmm. I know people like my mom, you know, who, you know, my mother is a devout, devoted Christian. Like there is, there is no thing more important to her than her God and um, everything that um, encompasses, it. of course, her children. But um, even before us, there's God, you know, the, but even before herself, there's God, like, it's just how she is. So someone like her, who uh, is very devout, I could see being swooned or swayed in a way, and obviously not that she, right, if, 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 like, just because the belief is so strong, like, okay, Jesus, like, if, if it's Jesus involved, my mother's in. Like, if you don't, you don't got to, and, and don't get me wrong, she carries her, you know, her wisdom with her religion as well, so she's not a fool, but at the same time, you know that's a really that's a really hard thing to to come you know into balance with like if i tell you hey you know why don't you come to church here because we have the blood of christ it's going to make you want to be you know just in the same building so a lot of churches use that and i just wanted to make sure that people or a lot of religious organizations i don't like to use the word church a lot of re- religious organizations um, use that as a way to sway people. I just wanted, yeah, and I just wanted to sway people to be careful because it's a thing that they will think about. So, you know, before you put your inter- eternal soul on the line, you might want to make sure that the you know that the bill is going to come due. Um, go ahead, Shelby, if you want, or if you have something to say about that, you can. Um, I mean, I'll I'll briefly throw it out before I go into the artifacts I chose. I mean. For me personally, I definitely would think I'm a scully on that, like for religious artifacts in a sense, just because, I mean, for just a slight example, if anyone's watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they said there was a water stain that looked like Jesus Christ, and obviously all these people flocked to it, and they were trying to get media attention and like money and stuff from it, and the crazy thing is like, there's actually people that try to say, oh, I have 
a piece of toast that looks like Jesus or all these different crazy yeah, things that they right, say was exactly. blessed by Jesus themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, just all this crazy stuff. So to me, I'm definitely a scully towards more religious artifacts just because I don't believe that every single one of these churches has something like that was touched by God in a sense. So definitely, so I'm only going to mention two artifacts and the ones I chose weren't religious just because I wanted to talk more about items that was documented in history and then somehow was either stolen or lost. So th those were the kind of the ones I went more focused on. Uh, so the first one I'm going to talk about is the, f I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounce this, is the Faberge eggs. Oh, Faberge so, egg. Yeah, Faberge, yeah, that word that yeah. Ian just said. <laughs> Faberge egg, yeah. Yeah, so obviously during uh, the Romanov dynasty, so I guess they employed over 500 designers that specialize in like, clock making and stuff very delicate small like uh artwork um they employed all these guys to make easter eggs like a jewel drenched easter eggs that the czars would give to their wives and their mothers as gifts and each egg pertained a different surprise so the trans-siberian railway egg had a wind-up train with gold and platinum on the inside the bay tree egg was shaped like a tree with a mechanical singing bird from its branches on the inside. So each Hag had something completely like different and unique, and you didn't know what was inside until you opened it. And obviously, uh, when the Romanov dynasty was overthrown, uh, they had seized the eggs, and they weren't sure if they wanted to preserve it, because um, sometimes they, like, I believe Stalin saw it as an economic resource, and they sold a lot of the eggs off. And I believe out of... 50 of these eggs, over a dozen of them are still missing. And there's not really much information on where the eggs are. And uh, there's a few photographs, but most of the ones that were sold off, they have no clue what's even on the inside of these eggs. So only the ones that they still have, they know what's on the inside and have detailed records about. But actually in 2012, a man here in the U.S., he had bought what he thought was just scrap gold for $14,000 and come to find out is one of the lost Imperial eggs. And it was worth $33 million for just oh, wow. one of wow. these eggs. So I'm just like, that is insane to me. And I just thought that was like a very interesting thing, like to make little Easter eggs with like mechanical surprises inside. And that's just like so fascinating to me. Um, and the second one I'm going to bring up is the Crown Jewels of Ireland. I thought this one was really interesting. Um, so in 1907, uh, these jewels were uh, belonged to the Grand Master of the Order of St. Patrick, which essentially he was the head general or the lord over the knights and the members of this order. So on, on that day, they discovered that the jewels were missing, and they found the keys just boldly sitting on top of the safe's lock. So someone stole the keys, unlocked this, and just so, like, cautiously just left it there. Just to be like, yeah, I just stole this. Like, here's your keys back type of thing. And, like, on top of stealing the crown jewels, uh, they stole five collars 
that belong to the knights members of the order and i mean after centuries they still have no clue what happened and i mean obviously they had opened up an investigation and then later on built a safe for the castle in dublin but apparently after the invas like the investigation launched they closed it very quickly because i guess one of the rumors is that they halted the orders because of uh i can't remember which king one of the edwards i can't remember which specific one uh he ended up touching on a sexual scandal that happened in the castle and one of the top suspects was the second in command in this castle so when they tried to open up to find out who stole these jewels they quickly closed it to try and be like oh yeah we don't want this getting out that there's a sex scandal going on in the castle so i thought that was very interesting and then obviously these are still lost to the to this day okay um, with me is a slam dunk. Uh, I gotta go into Noah's Ark. Um, and of course I wanted to bring up a couple, um, other ones, but, um, they actually, uh, a, a group of Christian explorers, um, claimed that they, uh, discovered, uh, pieces of it. And it was on Mount Ararat, I believe is the name of the, uh, mountain where they are saying Mount Ararat. Mount Ararat. Is that it? Mount Ararat? Um, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, this is in 2000, 2007 and 2008, um, they found uh, large wooden compartments buried at 13,000 feet or 1,000 meters above sea level. Um, just to kind of give you an idea of where <laughs> it's on top of a mountain, so that kind of gives you an idea of what the flood must have been like. Um, but yeah, it's at the peak of Mount Ararat. Um, and that they found it in 2009. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Um, this is this is the same place where in the Bible it says that um, the the ark came to rest. And there is an interesting lineage of uh, documentation and um, research and um, proven facts throughout time and history that led these explorers to this place. And um, I just think that's so cool. And I would love to go there. And just kind of poke around and who knows, you know, just what you would find or what you might um, uncover. Um, so I always thought that was really awesome. And the the, the significance of proving, like, I, I've always been a huge, even though I'm not a, like, I'm more of a spiritual human being than, than religious. Like, I believe in spirituality more so than religion. But at the same time, come on, who doesn't love the Bible stories? Like, even if you're not a religious fanatic or someone who even believes in Christianity at all, you've got to love some of the stories in the Bible. And to, to even consider that some of these stories are true um, and having some hard proof that some of them are kind of just validates um, something that, you know, is, is very hard to validate. So I think that's there's there's that era of mystery as well that's always been intriguing to me. So definitely for me, it'd be Noah's Ark. Um, Obviously, I, I don't have to go over the story of Noah. Everyone knows that at some point um, in the Bible, uh, I believe it was told in Genesis or Exodus um, that the Lord, uh, the Lord God had, uh, you know, decided human beings had become inherently violent and evil and that he had to destroy all of us. And he did so with a flood, um, directing one of his most uh, faithful servants, who at the time was a drunk, interestingly enough. 
like these are this is the person that God chose. Like he he chose like a uh, you know the stuttering. Yeah, that's, that's why a bunch of the people in the town thought he was you know. Yeah, thought he was nuts. Yeah, because he's like yeah, he's a town drunk, and this is who God picks. Like you're gonna save humanity. So just keep that in mind. That all those holier than thou's, you know, maybe it's not those people that God would go to in the flood. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of give it out there. Maybe it's that guy sitting at Sullivan's at the corner, you know, having an Irish whiskey. Might be him. Um, but just, yeah, I, th I always thought that was very interesting. The story was always awesome. And um, I'd love, I would so love to go there and see, you know, just the, the landscape and, and what's there. Um, so that's mine is definitely Noah's Ark. If you guys have any um anything to add our listeners if you have anything to add or any comments or questions about this please feel free to call or uh shoot us an email would love to read on the next show anything that you might know that i do not um real quick i just wanted to bring up el dorado um the lost city of el dorado that was always interesting very interesting to me um and this was a basically a city well first it was it was supposed to be about a golden man was the um initial uh legend and then it would turn into a city then it turned into an empire and like this this myth this legend is what helped humankind map most of south america like because this was a thing that people wanted like uh in the late 1500s um all the expeditions that took place looking for this place pretty much helped map the entire south america like south america would not be as explored as it is, had it not been for, uh, you know, this era mystery. Um, it was like between El Dorado and the Fountain of Youth. Exactly, which, which, which we're pretty much in the same region. So, they, yeah, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. But um, it's awesome that something like that could spawn, you know, a, a geological, uh, you know, facts later on. It's just kind of awesome. So I just wanted to kind of give that a notable mention. Um, and that's it for me. I just wanted to bring up El Dorado and um, the Noah's Ark. Um, so I guess that does it. Do you guys have any closing arguments or anything else you'd like to bring up about relics and or missing artifacts? Uh, oh. we still need to do the polls? Yes, that's what I was going to go to the polls next. Okay. But, we, but we can do it now if you want. Um, we did take a poll in Amalgamania, as is custom to the Amalga Files, to ask people um, in, on Facebook what they thought or what they think of the topic. And in this particular poll, very, very interesting results. Um, we had 22 for it's totally possible that ancient relics are still around and being hidden somewhere. And um, the, we have five votes for it's not likely that these ancient relics ever existed. And then we only have one vote for these ancient relics crumbled into dust long ago. So not that many non-believers as far as ancient relics and or artifacts are concerned, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> shout out to Paul Sweat. <laughs> and I got to read some of these comments during the polls. It's <laughs> Our amalgamaniacs are some of the awesomest people on earth. Um, Paul F. Sweat <laughs> asked the question, aren't they all boxed in a warehouse somewhere? <laughs> we, <laughs> we can only That's hope. That's true. <laughs> we have not, Paul, Paul F. Sweat, we have not broken into Area thirty, um, area 51 yet, but when we do... Um, we will, Warehouse 13. Oh, yeah, Warehouse 13, right. Whichever, <laughs> when we break in and we actually take pictures, we'll let you know if we ever make it out alive. 
Um, and I believe that does it. That wraps it up for this edition of the Amalga Files. Thank you all for joining us. We are actually going to be dedicating our next episode. Obviously, there's um, a state of emergency and a state of urgency as this country is concerned. Um, to the topic of race, uh, police brutality, uh, white privilege, all kinds of different things are, are, are being brought to an affront. And we decided that we wanted to dedicate um, and give our next um, episode uh, to the people, to all those people who have a voice on this topic, to all those people who want to discuss, is this a real thing? Is this something that needs our attention? Or is it just uh, you know a systemic, uh, belief of a certain group of people. Um, and I believe that this is um, definitely pertinent and necessary. So our next topic, uh, racism in America, um, is it real? Is it something that needs to be combated? Is it something that we need to uh, come together? Everyone that has a voice, please give us a call, leave a voicemail, shoot an email. We would love to hear from you so that we can um, you know, go over whatever information we do uncover and we'll have lots of tidbits of information not only about um some of the rallies and um um goings on as far as the protesting is concerned but we'll also have some ways to be safe and um a lot of interesting topics throughout time i mean a lot of a lot of interesting information um to go with topics throughout time that relate to this, uh, this topic so please uh tune in um, for our next show. And um, thank you for joining us on this show. And we can't wait to see and hear from you guys on the next one. Um, this has been the Amalga Files. I'm the boy with Ian Wallace signing off with my co-host Jordan Lynn Epperson and Shelby Croto. And uh, stay weird until next time, people.